The Lord be with you. And with your A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord. Jesus went into the region of Caesarea Philippi and asked his disciples, Who do people say that the Son of Man is? They replied, Some say John the Baptist, others Elijah, still others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter said in reply, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus said to him in reply, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my heavenly Father. And so I say to you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of the netherworld shall not prevail against it. I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. He strictly ordered his disciples to tell no one that he was the Christ. The Gospel of the Lord. Essentially, we come to worship, adore, receive, hand over our gifts, and be reunited with one another. Then we leave, ready to give away that which we have received. The liturgy that we so love is at one time divine, and in the other side it is human. The readings today offer us so much to reflect on, so I just throw out some possibilities for you later on. You can see in the Old Testament the turmoil that they lived, always rising and falling and being lifted up again by our Lord through his representatives. Sacred scripture reflects our own times. We can see in St. Paul that he was truly a mystic, someone who lived very close to the Lord, and at the same time he worked tirelessly for him. We can see in the gospel, Jesus pokes and pushes and stretches us. And then I see in these readings why the church is so attractive. Because of the fatherhood of God. So of all of these things that we could reflect on together, I've chosen the last one, the fatherhood of God. But first, just a little bit of that first reading, the history. You know, thousands of years ago, before Christ... Where do we get all of our traditions? We're going to see that next week. When the father of the diocese comes to us and presents keys and, and signing the book and reciting, there is a passing over. And this is something that the church hasn't made up. 
in the last few years. This is something that goes all the way back. And you can see the human side of the first reading. He's reshuffling his cabinet, right? He's pushing someone out. Someone is coming in, and that person will receive the keys, the sash, the, the authority to represent the fatherhood of God. Daunting for sure. And yet something that, we're, that we do grow used to. And it comes down, and we'll see this in our, in our further reflections, it comes very close to home, what we have just said. And, and it would be to you, dear fathers, He has given you the keys of fatherhood in a profound way inside your families because he knows your heart. You have a heart of flesh and you experience your brokenness, but God the Father is working through all that. Be not afraid. And then we come to St. Paul. Well, continuing, sorry, the first reading. Because then you you get the nuggets, the spiritual nuggets. When he opens, he shall not shut. When he shuts, no one shall open. There is no room for doubt when it comes to God's intervention. When he acts, it is definitive. Think about for a moment the second coming. Probably you didn't think about the second coming this week. But I'm going to throw it out there now. The second coming is totally definitive. All authority in heaven and earth has been given to him. When he says, this is my body, your sins are forgiven. When he says, let there be light, and there was. We need to trust that in these difficult times, God is not in crisis. God is not in crisis. So St. Paul says to us today, how inscrutable are his judgments and how unsearchable his ways. Following with the psalm, I will worship you at your holy temple. You built up, you built me up, strength within me. The sacraments are a complete mystery. The grace we receive from them are a total mystery. How inscrutable are your ways. We cannot with our own minds understand this grace. But it is, it is real and it is only in him. The attractiveness aspect of the church, even with all of its brokenness, lies inside these sacraments. So we have to learn to navigate through so many things, but navigate because you want to arrive to that point where I want to hear and your sins are forgiven. Paul, St. Paul, his awe of God is so beautiful. And there is such a deep humility in him, even though he was a fierce warrior for Christ and courageous. Am I courageous for Christ? Do I love God and my neighbor above all things, even above having to be right? But who do you say that I am? Our Lord asks Peter to answer, who is he for him? 
we can sense that Peter is trying to figure out why he knows who Jesus Christ is. That he is caught up in the great mystery of knowing what he can't understand. Our Lord knows that Peter will lay down his life for his mystery and he knows that he will deny him three times. He knows everything. And that his courage to believe may be as small as a mustard seed, but it is so, he is so convicted that he could move mountains with it. And he will. Peter will move mountains with his little faith. Do you, do I, have mountains that can, faith that can move mountains? Do I have faith so little and so strong that I can be sure that the church, no matter how human, will never fail me so long as I believe in the mystery of grace that comes through the sacraments? And do I go out and love all over my neighbor, my husband, my wife, my child, the grocery attendant, the presidential candidate that I despise with that convicted love? People are seeking answers. People are seeking truth. They are seeking a personal encounter with Christ. The image that the world is a field hospital is indisputable. Indisputable. And that we are like the fathers and mothers of humanity is equally indisputable. And you see that in your families. The more we can encounter Jesus in prayer, the more like the Holy Spirit more likely the Holy Spirit will lead us to where we would rather not go. Do you remember the story of Peter leaving Rome at the bequest of the Christians because his life was in danger? Peter is represented in flight from Rome during the persecutions of Nero. He meets Jesus on the Appian Way. And when he saw him, he said, Lord, whither goest, whither goest thou? Quad vadis. And our Lord said unto him, I go unto Rome to be crucified. And Peter said to him, Lord, art thou being crucified again? He said to him, yes, Peter, I am being crucified again. Peter came to himself, and having beheld the Lord ascending up into heaven, he returned to Rome, rejoicing and glorifying in the Lord, because he said, I am being crucified which was about to befall Peter. And on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of the netherworld shall not prevail against it. Fatherhood. God chooses and desires fathers to hold the commandments as solid as rock in their hearts, and to hold the keys. He will use even broken fathers... But when the desire is there to hold fast to the commandments, even the gates of hell will not prevail against him. This is our church and this is your family. So, some simple takeaways. I will not be afraid. I will not fear. I will take my faith from today's Mass and give it away all week long And I will come back next Sunday on empty. I will reach out in love to my family members who are far away from the church. 
I will bring the joy of the gospel to my family, friends, and strangers. So perhaps an image to finish off. You know, I worked in California for a while, and I got to know Bishop O'Connell. Actually, before he was named bishop, we did missionary work down where he was on the streets. And anyway, he became bishop. He is a bishop, auxiliary bishop of Los Angeles. And the image that I have of him is up in the mountains during the COVID time, the early stages of it, up in the mountains with the Blessed Sacrament in a beautiful monstrance and his kneeler overlooking the city. Let us be like that ourselves. Let us go into the city. Let us go into the mountains. Let's bring Jesus to everybody we meet. Now we present our petitions to the Lord that the church will continue to be the voice of truth, mercy, and the love of Jesus, and that all will be encouraged to live the good life of the gospel, we pray to the Lord. That those who hold public office will imitate the goodness of the Lord, who secures justice and the rights of all the oppressed, we pray to the Lord. For an increase of vocations to the priesthood and consecrated life, we pray to the Lord. For our senior citizens, that God will help them in their needs and be always close to them in his love, we pray to the Lord. That our parish may grow in holiness through the graces of the Eucharist, we pray to the Lord. And for those intentions we hold in the depths of our heart. We can also remember Deacon Steve and his family with the hope that he will be back with us soon. We pray to the Lord. Lord Loving Father, you watch over each one of us in our troubles. Help us to understand what is your will, to trust you, and to stay close to you through Christ our Lord. And we offer our prayers for the souls of the departed. Eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord. May their souls and the souls of all the faithful departed. And let us now join our prayers to those of the Blessed Mother as we sing.